0: Welcome to St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Leading worship today are Miles Burrell, Annika Frazier, Rebecca Jacobs, Bill Cockburn, and Thomas Good. Our choir director and organist is David Berry, and I am Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us worship God. This is the Lord's Day, a day of wonder and grace. This is a day to worship the one who calls us here. This is the Lord's day, and we are given joy and peace. This is a day promised to us, a day of healing and renewal. This is the Lord's day, and it has come just in time. This is a day we gather in hope, in faith, and in peace. transforming God. You take the night and give us day. You take our strife and give us peace. You take
1: our sadness and give us joy. You take our fear and give us courage. You take death and give us new life. You give grace beyond all expectation. You give love beyond all imagination. You give and you give and you give and then you invite us to join you in sharing your
2: gifts with one another. For the glory of your kingdom. So we praise
1: and adore you as Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit, one God, three in one. Now and ever. Amen. Walking down the heavenly road, gonna lay down my heavy load, cause Jesus said he'd walk. shining every day so why not come along and join me walking down the heavenly road who's that walking down the road carrying such a shining every day so why not come along and join me walking down the heavenly road eternal
2: God in the re- reading of the scripture let us hear your voice in our reflections of your word let us know your will then in the living of our lives let us show your love we pray in the name of Jesus your living word amen Scripture for today is found in the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five more talents. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them.
0: No seed. So I was afraid, and I
2: went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him,
3: You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I had not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested the money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine with interest. So take. The talent from him, and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to every one who has, will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from those who have not, even what he has will be taken from him. And cast the worthless servant into the utter darkness, in that place where there will be gnashing of teeth and weeping.
2: This is the word of the Lord.
4: This is a difficult psalm, Psalm 49. Hear this, all you peoples. Give ear all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding, and I will incline my ear to a proverb, and I will solve my riddle to the music of a harp. Why should I fear in times of trouble, when the iniquity of my persecutors surrounds me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches? Truly no ransom avails for one's life. There is no price one can give to God for it. For the ransom of life is costly and can never suffice that one should live on forever and never see the grave. When we look, we see the wise and they die, fool and dolt perish together and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they name their lands after them. Mortals cannot abide in their pomp. They're like the animals that perish. Such is the fate of the foolhardy, the end of those who are pleased with their lot. Like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd. Straight to the grave they descend, and their form shall waste away, and Sheol shall be their home. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. Do not be afraid when some become rich and when the wealth of their houses increases, for when they die, they'll carry nothing away. Their wealth will not go down after them, though in their lifetime they count themselves happy. For you are praised when you do well for yourself they will go to the company of their ancestors who will never again see the light. Mortals cannot remain in their pomp. They're like the animals that perish. The word of the Lord.
0: Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. The parable Rebecca and Bill read for us today is from the Gospel of Matthew and is probably very familiar to us all, except except for the amount of money might seem odd. A talent. What's a talent? We are familiar with the ancient coins of shekels and denarii, but a talent? A talent is worth at least a million dollars. This rich man in the parable makes Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos look positively poor. He is really super rich. This rich man of the parable makes each of his servants rich as well. Here's a million Five for you. Hey, take a little more. How about 10 million? One of the questions presented by this parable is, what do we do when wealth is placed in our care? The writer of the Gospel of Luke, unlike the other three Gospels, really grapples with this issue of wealth management. It is a reoccurring theme that reverberates throughout the entire book of Luke. Our second scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. In this account, we find Jesus' busy teaching, a fairly common activity for our Lord and Savior. Someone has just asked Jesus to resolve a property dispute, and instead of ruling on the conflict, Jesus instead tells a story. Listen now for the Word of God, from Luke chapter 12, verses 15 through 21. And Jesus said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist of the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly, and the rich man thought to himself, Hmm, what should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, Hmm, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and I will build bigger ones. And there I will store up all my grain and my goods. And I will say to myself, Self, you have ample goods laid away for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool. This very night your life is being demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Wow, that really did not work out very well, now did it? I was always deeply troubled by this parable. Coming from a Scottish background, I was raised to value frugality and the importance of savings. So this story always seemed rather harsh. Our very reasonable and prudent man does not fare very well. He acquires wealth, and before he can even enjoy it, he dies, nameless and unremembered. But. All is not lost for our rich man in this parable. Like I explained, in Luke's Gospel, the author is really interested in this issue of wealth and what we are to do with it. Our fictional rich man actually becomes a motif in Luke that the author brings back over and over again. Kind of like Bill Murray in the 1993 movie Groundhog Day where the main character is forced to live the same day, over and over again, until he gets it right. Luke weaves a number of stories of the rich man throughout his gospel, and I want to take a look at just five of these accounts. Our first is a fellow with the barns. Confronted with unexpected wealth, he calls on his very best advisor, himself, and decides the most prudent thing to do is to save up the wealth in bigger barns, This plan was of little value because he died before he could even get the barns built. The next time the rich man appears, it is in Jesus' story about the rich man and Lazarus, found in chapter 18. Here our rich man dines every day on splendid feasts and wears fancy clothes. He ignores the needs of Lazarus, who is sick and poor. And reduced to begging at the gate of the rich man's house. We are told that the rich man couldn't even be bothered to give Lazarus the scraps from his table. The scraps, the crumbs, the stuff that the rich man just threw away. Luke portrays an image of a rich man whose only concern is about himself. Now, as we know, both the rich man and Lazarus die at the same time. Our poor man, Lazarus, true to Jesus' promises in the Beatitudes, receives a kingdom of heaven and is found hanging out in heaven with his good buddy, Abraham. The rich man, however, is consigned to the torment of hell. Upon arriving in hell, the rich man starts asking questions. Only after he is dead does he start talking to God about what he should have done with all the wealth. In this account at least a rich man gets to enjoy his goodies before he dies so I guess that's a step in the right direction but again he dies nameless and unremembered our next encounter with the rich man is found in chapter 18 a man asked Jesus good teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life Jesus said to him you know the commandments You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. The man replies, I have kept all of these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, there is still one thing lacking. Sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then Come follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. A rich man is making progress. At least this time he doesn't die. And he's getting a little smarter. He decides to consult with Jesus first, rather than just consulting with himself and seeking his own opinion on the matter. However, the advice of helping the poor leaves him in a funk and he's very sad he wants to keep his goodies we encounter the rich man again in chapter 19. listen now for the word of god jesus entered jericho and was passing through it a man was there named zacchaeus he was a cheap tax collector and was rich see who Jesus was but on account of the crowd he could not because he was very short in stature so he ran ahead climbed the sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was going to pass that way when Jesus came to the place he looked up and said to Zacchaeus Zacchaeus hurry come down for I must stay at your house today S- so he hurried down and was happy to welcome him All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Ah, finally, our rich man has a name. He has an identity. He is Zacchaeus. Unlike the rich man from chapter 12, Zacchaeus seeks out Jesus. His entire focus is on seeing God. No longer is he looking to just himself and his own interests. He sets out to do right by the poor and the people he may have exploited and abused, and he doesn't. And his reward? Zacchaeus, our rich man, he gets to host Jesus to a party. Now, perhaps for the introverts in this congregation, this does not sound particularly favorable, but trust me, for us extroverts, life really does not get much better and just in case you're wondering about who gets to come to the rich man's party that he hosts for Jesus
3: well Luke has a parable about that as well
0: the rich man invites his friends and then he invites all the the ordinary people and when there is still room left in the banquet hall the rich man tells his servants to go up and gather all the people traveling on the road Obviously, this parable was not written during COVID times. But, in other words, everybody, everybody gets invited to the rich man's party. But the servants have to make certain that everyone knows that they have an invitation. Here is a truth as I read the Gospel of Luke. God created the earth and everything that is in it. God created humanity to care for creation. And that includes taking care of each other. If you have been given a lot, acquired a lot, labored long hours and accumulated a lot, you have that because God trusts you to do what is right with that wealth. You get to host a party for God Almighty because God trusts you. But if you fail to look to God, and you choose to store up the treasure, when you die, you will be unidentified, unremembered, suffering regret. It's pretty sad. There is no pardon. What crumbs fall from your table that are swept up and tossed out, that could be redirected and could benefit others, that could benefit the Lazarus, in our midst. What skills have you worked hard to perfect that could be shared to make others lives better or easier? Gifts of teaching, accounting, music, listening, cooking, drawing pictures. What we bring to God is not just the offerings in the collection plate. Our God wants a return on his investment in us from our whole lives, from every bit of what we are. As St. Andrew's works to emerge from a very difficult year, your financial gifts are more deeply appreciated than ever before. How we can carry on God's ministry here in this community is dependent on you and your financial offerings. But make no mistake about it, equally important to return to God is a portion of your vision, your creativity, and energy. Equally as important is doing right by anyone we have offended or hurt. Equally important is having the courage to invite others to join us at the party. God has made each one of us rich, each with different gifts and blessings. What will you return to God? Amen. Please join me in the prayers of the people. We thank you, God of all life and each life, that you are with us every day and in each challenge and opportunity. In our weakness, you are strength. In our darkness, you are light on the journey. In our questions, you are wisdom to our choices. Stay with us in these days when so much seems so uncertain, and help us to serve you faithfully when and as we are able. God of loving kindness, we give you thanks for the moments of joy and celebration in our lives, even amidst the ongoing pandemic, for the love given and received, for friendships which bring us meaning and happiness, even at a distance and for family members who show us glimpses of unconditional love in all our relationships and interactions, keep us mindful that you call us to see you in one another. God of nations, we pray for our country and all countries of this world. As we all struggle to face the choices of COVID-19 has set before us, Guide those who frame laws and shape policy, and those who keep the peace and administer justice. There are so many new challenges to consider, and we pray for your wisdom will open our leaders' minds and hearts to develop more equitable ways of ordering our communities. God of peace. We remember with sadness the dangerous divisions between nations and the games leaders play to get the better of one another. By your Holy Spirit, move in places torn by war and violence to protect the vulnerable and those who advocate for justice to prevail. Show us how to be peacemakers in troubled times. God of healing, We pray for those who are suffering in these difficult days of pandemic, for those who mourn the loss of someone or something dear. Draw close to all who fear the future. Surround each one with your love and show us, show us how to bring comfort and support into situations of hurt and pain. God of life, you hold all souls in your loving care the dead, as well as the living. We thank you for your saints of every age who continue to inspire us and for all who have meant the world to us and now live with you. Keep us in communion with them and at the last, bring us all to dwell together in your light. And now we pray these words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to that which is good. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you.